Hello and welcome to Inspire Me Today Radio. I'm your host, Gail Lynn Goodwin. You know, if you ask most people in today's world if they're happy with their bodies, most, especially women, will probably say no. We're so convinced that we need to look different than we do in order to be lovable. Many things in our lives we put on hold until we're thin enough to do the things that we want to do the most. Today's guest is a weight loss coach who helps chronic dieters surrender to the body wisdom in order to lose weight permanently. She uses a blend of science, psychology, spirituality, and helps people to live incredible lives, get this, in bodies that they love. Her name is Michelle Hasty, and I'm so honored that she's here today to share her inspiration with us. Michelle, welcome to Inspire Me Today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I, you know, I, I know you mentioned this earlier, but I'm going to say this for the folks that are listening. If you hear what sounds like popcorn in the background, Michelle lives in Northern California, and she's in the middle of a really good rainstorm, which California needs right now, and she's under a skylight. So can you hear it? That's what that noise is. So we're having this uh, little bit of nature in the middle of our interview, which is kind of awesome, too. Well, Michelle, I want to start at the beginning. Jump in and share a little bit about your story and how you got to be doing what it is you do in the world today. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been sort of a crazy journey, and I think a lot of people will say the same thing, but it totally happened by pure, I mean, what looks like an accident, but obviously not. <laughs> so um, this is not something I ever thought I would be doing, and then the universe said, well, here you go. <laughs> and I uh, fell into first personal training and just kind of wanted to be healthy and have a free gym membership. So I thought I'd work at the gym and why not? I was just in college and turned out to find a complete um, love and passion for personal training. And um, a funny thing happened when I started to do personal training. I was always a thin person. I was about 120 pounds. I'm 5'4". Um, but I started to think that I didn't look like a trainer, you know, because trainers are kind of buff and they're really fit. And I had a perception they had six packs and even though I was thin, I didn't feel adequate enough to be a trainer. Like, I didn't look like one. And actually, one person said to me, because I worked at a restaurant, too, and I, I can remember this so vividly, and she said to me, you're a trainer? You don't look like a trainer. And who knows what she meant by that, but to me, it meant that I wasn't a trainer. I wasn't isn't, a- that, isn't that amazing, though, that no matter where we are, I mean, 120 is, is you were thin. I was. And I was. so to even be that thin and yet still have those body issues, those voices in the back of our head saying, you're not pretty enough, you're not thin enough, you're not whatever enough. It's right. like enough. Yeah. So I wasn't, in my in my terms, I wasn't toned enough or I wasn't, um, you know, I just didn't look like a trainer. I just looked like a skinny person. Right. Um, and that wasn't okay with me, I guess, at the time. And I was also 21 years old and obviously I have a lot more wisdom now. Um so anyways, I decided that I wanted to look like a trainer. I, I didn't really know what that meant, but I just knew that it wasn't what I was. And I decided to take an approach that most people take when they want to lose weight. And technically, I still I had to lose weight, right, because I had to show more muscle. So I had to lose body fat. Um, and so I started to do what everyone does, right, counting calories, exercising a whole lot, and really just always maintaining that ratio of calories in versus calories out. But prior to that, being 120 pounds is something that I did effortlessly. I never counted calories. I never had a weight problem. I never even had awareness of weight Mm -hmm. um, prior to this. So it was really a new world for me. I was like, what is this about? Um, And honestly, I had no knowledge about it. Like I had knowledge on how to be 120 pounds and thin. That I could do. I understood it. It was natural. It was organic. But I did not know how to be anything other than that. 
And so I really just suspended my beliefs and sort of just went all in with what this industry tells us to do, um, hmm. even though sometimes my intuition would tell me otherwise. Right. <laughs> and it would. It would chime in and be like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't sound right. And I can remember this one time in my training, um, they put up a slide with a picture of a bagel and a donut. And they said, which one is better <laughs> for someone to eat? Neither. How about kale? <laughs> and I was like, and they're saying, because this is like a normal choice that people make in the morning, I, I guess. So I'm thinking like, well, I guess because I, I was raised Jewish too, we ate a whole ton of bagels. But, but I was thinking, well, a bagel's got to be better than a donut. I mean, just just because at least a donut's just sugar and, you know, whatever. So right. I, I thought a bagel be better. And they're like, it's not. It's the donut because it's less calories. And they're like, both aren't healthy, but the donut would be a better choice for your client. And I was just like, all of that sounded odd to me. I'm like, what? Odd is an understatement. <laughs> and so it's like moments like that where my intuition was screaming at me like, please don't do this. This doesn't make any logical sense. And I was like, but they're the experts. They're the ones that help people look a certain way. And so, I mean, I don't have that expertise. And so I have to go with it. Oh, you know, I got to jump in here, Michelle, yeah. because you're going down a path that I have been down more than once. And every <laughs> single time I have gotten in trouble in my life, and I, you know, I say trouble jokingly, but every yeah. time that, that things have gone awry, it's when I've given away my power and mm -hmm. have shut down my intuition and have not listened to my own voice in lieu of listening to the experts. The experts in quotations, right? And it's like, really? <laughs> Yeah. You know, how know. many you know, after the third time of the same kind of situation happening where I repeated behavior three times and mm -hmm. gave away my personal power to somebody who knew better. Mm -hmm. Finally, it's like, you know, some people I guess need a tap on the shoulder. I needed a two by four to the side of the head to say, yes. hey, wake up. And it sounds I, like you had that same battle. I did. I did as well. And and thank God, though, because I'm sure you feel this way now, is now I never ignore it. Like, okay, I get it. Lesson learned. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And it's like when you hear that nudge or when you feel that in your stomach, you know, just that little, eh, something's not right here. Instead of pushing it away, that's all I pay attention to. That's right. That's right. It's information. Absolutely. And it's the most accurate information. Exactly. It has no bias and it has no ulterior motives for taking you where it's taking you. Nope. Exactly. So from that point, what did you do? So now I'm like, okay, this is all sort of funky, but I got to I gotta do this. I don't know why I was almost obsessed with looking like a trainer in, in whatever that – and to me, in my mind, that just meant six-pack, which I've never had a six-pack in my life. So I don't know why that was it, but that was it. So I kept working out like seven days a week, uh -huh. sometimes even twice a day. Um, plus I was a personal trainer, so obviously I'm active. Plus I was in college, so I was walking all over campus and I was a hostess at a restaurant. Um, and then I started like riding my bike to and from work and then I would work out in between clients. I mean, to say that I was moving is an understatement. I mean, I was always exercising right. to the point where most people would, it, it, without any emotional, anything going on, anyone who was moving as much as I was could probably eat as much as they wanted you know, in terms of this calorie sure. model. Um, and, and I was actually counting my calories. So I was doing 1500 calories a day and I was exercising the amount I was exercising. And I started to gain weight 
And when I started to say it to like some of the experts, you know, some of my colleagues and my other trainers, I said, you know, it's weird. I'm gaining weight. And they're like, oh, it's just muscle. It's just muscle. I'm like, are you sure? Because the scale keeps going up. And they're like, no, it's just muscle. It's just muscle. And I was like, all right. So I just kept chugging along. And then I started gaining more weight. And then finally I said, somebody do my body fat. Like this, this, I mean, if it's really just muscle, then my body fat would be either lower or the same. Sure. And lo and behold, body fat jumped up significantly. Um, And then I went into an all-out panic because now I was in very unfamiliar territory, which is to have excess weight, which I hadn't experienced before. Well, it's kind of good that you did, though, because it helps you have more empathy toward those that are now your clients. Oh, I literally couldn't do this if I hadn't gained weight. There's just no way. Because then from there, it turned into all of the traditional patterns that my clients have, which is overeating, binge eating, stress eating, um, artificial sweeteners, sugar cravings. I mean, you name it, I experienced it from that point on. And it was like, I I guess I sort of identified myself as an overweight person at that point and just took on their tendencies Mm -hmm. of what what quote-unquote overweight people do, even though it has nothing to do with your size, because anyone that would have looked at me would have thought that I was fine. But in my mind, I was not. I was anything but. And interestingly enough, that woman at, that said, you don't look like a trainer, had no idea the nope. roller coaster she set you on. <laughs> no idea. Or I, I shouldn't say that. I mean, she didn't do it, obviously. You did. Right. But right. she was the catalyst that made you do what you did. And so in some ways, it's, I mean, she meant you no harm, I'm sure. Right. But it's just really interesting. It just makes me super conscious of the words that we say to one another and the long-term impact it might have. Right, and I was sensitive to it at the point, you know. Like sure. if someone were to say, you know, you're poor and you live in a mansion, you'd be like, what, what are you talking about? It wouldn't mean anything. Um, exactly. You sensitive. gave it weight. I sure gave it weight. <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> and I would say that I attracted it, right, because I was already feeling self-conscious about it. Of course. Um, so it's only a matter of time before it was reflected back to me in, in, the, in the real world. And um, so anyways, I went on about two years trying to, at this point, I was just trying to lose weight. I let go of trying to look like a trainer. I just wanted to go back to looking like myself. Um, and about two, about maybe it's a year and a half, two years into it, and I'm still personal trainer, so I'm feeling really out of alignment with that, being someone struggling with weight um, as a trainer. And I got up to 145 pounds. I was 32% body fat at my heaviest. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I would say my normal body fat's maybe 23, 24 so it was a significant jump in um, body fat, and in 2008, um, I was on the freeway looking to go to the mall, get some more clothes for, because I had actually just went private as a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I left the gym and wanted to do my own thing, so I wanted like really nice looking workout clothes, and so I hopped on the freeway, and I was driving there, but I, I didn't make it there. <laughs> I was actually hit by uh, five cars, and the fifth one flipped me onto my side, and um and I was alive, basically, clearly, obviously. So it was really one of those moments when I realized that, like, I'm clearly, A, meant to do something with my life because I should have died, which just makes no sense that I wasn't right. um, lying on the road for how, uh, how fast everyone hit me um, and all from the right side. And did you, yeah. I, I'm, what did you do that five cars hit you? Uh, well, a woman lost control of her vehicle. And she was in the slow lane. I was in the fast lane. And she kind of, like, jerked over, I guess. So she hit the corner, the right corner of my truck, which spun me so that I was going. Got it, broadside in front. 
right perpendicular to everyone else oh boy and there's five lanes so i was hit by every lane oh (laughs) yeah so the last ones flipped me thank god i think i would have gone off the freeway what did you learn from the experience I mean, there's, I couldn't tell you all in this shorter period of time. I learned so much. But the most interesting thing I learned, as I was lying there on the couch, I couldn't move. I didn't really have any major injuries besides whiplash. And they said it's because I worked out so much. My body was really strong, and mm-hmm. so I was able to take the hits. But I couldn't move my head at all, not by myself. Right. And so I was stuck on the couch basically for about a month. And after 30 days of lying on the couch doing absolutely nothing, literally the most I moved was to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Let you know? me guess. <laughs> <laughs> 10 pounds fell off my body. And I was in complete shock about it. it. It was just one of those things that I couldn't even believe it. I had to get on the scale because I didn't believe that my clothes were loose. Like, I'm like, there's just no way. There's no way. I've been trying to lose weight for two years. <laughs> there's no way. How just- interesting. Now, I'm sure you're not, a, uh, you're not advocating that people go sit on the couch with the remote in their hand and do that for a month to lose 10 pounds. Yeah, and that's why I actually wrote a blog recently that it, it, it never matters what people are doing. It's who they're being. And yet that's the question we ask when someone loses weight, right? What would you do? Well, exactly. what I did, I got hit by five cars and lied on the couch is what I did. <laughs> but that's not the important piece. You could be doing anything. The important thing is that I shifted who I was being. And one of the first things I decided when I was injured, like that first day, because of course the first thing that hit my mind was, oh my God, I'm going to gain more weight. Like now I can't even work out. I was like barely maintaining my weight and I was working out like crazy. Um, And then the second thought was, who the hell cares? (laughs) Yeah, I'm alive. (laughs) Right. Like it's kind of important to be able to move your body and move your head more than it is to have a perfect body. And I let it go. I completely let it go. Um, more and, than I think anyone probably ever would without something like that happening. And from that? <laughs> then, then you earn freedom. Yes. Right? <laughs> well, your, your quote that you used that you shared for Inspire Me Today, I'm going to read it. And uh, I want you to talk a little bit more about this. But you said, your acceptance and love for yourself has nothing to do with your outward appearances and everything to do with the way you treat yourself now in this body. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is you only have this body in this moment. So in other words, if you're 10 pounds overweight and you wake up every day and you say, oh, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly, I hate my body, what happens? Stress. I mean, that's the first part. That's stressor to the body. And then you're mad at your body and you're battling, you're at war with the body every single day. But then you're like, body, do this for me, lose weight. And it's like, what the hell, man? (laughs) Yeah, who are you? All you (laughs) do is beat me me up. Okay, so how do you break the cycle? How do you wake up when, say, you're 50 pounds overweight? How do you wake up and say, man, you're beautiful. You're so sexy, you rock. And that little voice in your back of your head's going, who are you looking at? (laughs) You know, I mean, really, how do you you change and how do you break the cycle? You start with, with what's really true. And this is where the spirituality comes in because you can either find some type of truth in your own life that you can really believe or you can reach for a higher truth. So for the first example, you could say, okay, so maybe I don't believe right now in this moment that I'm sexy and beautiful. Maybe that's just really far from where I'm at. Too much of a stretch. It's too much of a stretch. Okay. But maybe what you can say is every single day I'm moving closer and closer to loving myself. I mean, that's not a lie. I mean, you might be able to believe that. Right. So you choose a thought that you can actually believe in this moment. And the other thing I suggest is really reaching for a higher truth, depending on whatever you believe in. Like, you know, I was born beautiful and perfect. And, you know, no one's 
I'm, it's not like no, as someone's better than me or I'm better than them. We're all equal. We're all, we're all meant to have the same acceptance and love. We're all meant, I'm not unlucky because of the body that I have. This is just an experience that I'm having. And really reaching for something bigger and truer, truer than what you're thinking in your own mind at that mm-hmm. moment. That, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, that's well, what I you, suggest. You also teach the philosophy that we have everything we need in this moment, not tomorrow, not today, right now, not when we lose 20 pounds, but right now. Talk yeah. to us about that. Yeah, that can put you in a really vicious cycle. And I, the world that we live in really teaches us to always seek growth. And sometimes that, that sort of obsessive behavior of seeking growth can just rip us out of the present moment because we're constantly living for something better, bigger, better all the time. And we're, te- we're teaching ourselves that, that now is not okay. So you mean tomorrow is not as important as now? <laughs> no. Well, so we don't even know if there is a tomorrow. I mean, I'm, I don't know if other people have had the experience of loss, but when you start seeing people around yes. you that don't make it another day and they're in their 30s, it really wakes you up. Like, you don't know. Yeah, no kidding. Know. No kidding. And that's, not to, that's not to live fearfully. Nope. I, I have to say, you know, on a personal note, in the last few years, I lost, lost both of my parents unexpectedly, very healthy, mm-hmm. unexpectedly within 11 months of each other. Goodness. And it was like more than a double whammy. I yeah. mean, it's uh, it has made me appreciate each and every day and my relationships with everyone around me in that moment today, whatever they are. Not when they're perfect, not when whatever, but now. That's right. Because you're right. It is all we have. It's all we have. And that's that, that sort of obsessive behavior of seeking growth. Um, it, it can it can be healthy if you're saying I just want to always grow. That's a healthy way to live, but not if it's I need to be somewhere else other than here, or I'm not okay. Exactly. Wow. Well, you inspire so many people, Michelle. Who or what inspires you? <laughs> That's a good question. No one's ever asked me that. So, you know, I have to say some of the things that I've started out with is just you know basic spirituality practices. It's something that I didn't really get, even though I was raised Jewish and I went to Hebrew school and went that route. I never really understood spirituality. Sure. Um, so I just started with you know Abraham Hicks. I'm really just understanding law of attraction, um, and that really allowed me to find a spiritual practice. And that's really what inspires me is. Now that I'm so clear about who, what I'm connected to and what I'm meant to do and who I'm meant to be, um, it inspires me every day just to always go after my, my mission and my purpose because I'm so clear on what that is. Well, we're all about being inspired every day, hence our name, right. <laughs> inspiremetoday.com. Well, you mentioned practices. What steps or practices do you do each and every day as part of your regular routine? And the reason I'm asking you to share this is what keeps you on track might help others as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm a yoga teacher as well, so I do yoga every day, um, whether I'm teaching it or taking it. And then I also do my own meditation practice. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, it, it's, I don't have a lot of time. You know, I'm just, just like everyone else. And so it doesn't have to be a you know, hour-long meditation. It could just be me breathing for a few minutes. But I'm always asking myself if I'm escaping a moment or if I'm not present or if I'm multitasking too much and really being honest with myself about my, you know, bad habits and things that we've picked up on as we've grown into adulthood. And, and I really always stay present with myself so that I can catch it in the moment and say, this isn't going to work. This isn't what's going to take you closer to where you want to go. 
um, what you really need to do is breathe or stop or put the phone down or <laughs> close Facebook <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, so I'd say presence is really my daily practice, whether it's through yoga and being connected to my body or through meditation, being connected to my breath. Well, somehow that's an ongoing thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's No, seriously, it's so amazing to me that you can say, okay, I'm in this present moment. <sighs> oh, I've yeah. got to go to the grocery store. Immediately. I mean, it's like a wham. That's right. Yeah. So it's this conscious thing of re, you know, the, the, the battle, so to speak, the, the lesson, the learning is to keep coming back to this present moment because in this present moment, it's all we have. Well, and I truly believe that's how I'm able to maintain my weight. I mean, I don't, I've now lived five years in my ideal body. I don't, don't gain weight. I eat whatever I want and I naturally crave healthier foods. It doesn't mean I'm perfect, but I just naturally crave what my body actually needs. And I'm, I love to move. I crave movement and it's never from that really obsessive, um, unhealthy place that it was before. Right. I'm not afraid, you know, if I get sick and like, I just got sick recently and I couldn't exercise and, um, you know, I so wasn't you went afraid. on a, a, a one month, 10 pound diet again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Michelle, you know. I have to ask you, do you look like a trainer? <laughs> I actually say I don't, <laughs> I don't look like a trainer. I think I that's mean. pretty awesome. Yeah, I think I look more like a real person. Not that trainers aren't real people, yeah, but no, 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 a lot but... of trainers are athletes and they go into training because they're athletic. And I'm actually, right. I've never been athletic in my life. I've always been arts, music, singing, right. guitar. Um, and I just feel like I look like a normal, healthy person. Well, you know what? <laughs> that makes you so much more approachable for those that need help. Because to go to a jock when you're not a jock is a little bit intimidating. Right, right. Exactly. And, and it was intimidating to me. And I have to, I've also come to realize that um, everyone's athletic in their own way. And maybe I'm not athletic in the terms of, you know, team sports. But right. um, I feel like, you know, yoga is my athletics and it's something that comes. Yoga yeah. kicks butt more than anything that That's I right. know of, period. I did the uh, PX90 with Tony Horton Beachbody, uh -huh. that program. And the days that we did yoga were the days that my husband, we were doing this together. They're the days that he would be like, oh, God, we got to do yoga today. <laughs> you know, we can do all the, you know, kickboxing and kenpo and all this kind of stuff. But you do yoga and it, it, man, it takes it out of you. It is by far for me the most powerful form of exercise that I know. It is. And it's powerful because it's not just physical and that's. That's why I love it so much. And in yep. fact, some, one of my favorite types of yoga is yin. And yin yoga, being the opposite of yang, is really relaxed and passive um, with a lot of long holds but in really comfortable poses. And I also teach restorative, which is like the most passive class you can ever take. There's really no activity to it. And those classes, which were, were actually the hardest for me to be quiet for that long and sure. to be still, I have to just sit there and let your mind go. Um, and now they're my favorite. <laughs> You're making so. me want to pull out my yoga mat and go back to another yoga <laughs> class. So I'm, I'm writing that on my little notes here. Get back into yoga because I do love it. And it's one of those things that life just gets so busy. And we all have excuses for why we take other paths and do other things and have other priorities. But when it all comes down to it, if we're not going to take care of the body that we're given, we're not going to be here for that long. No, and your body, I think one of the most important things that people can take away is that you you have to understand that your body already knows how to be ideal, whatever your ideal is. It's already inside of you. I mean, quite literally, right? Because you, you want to lose weight, which means you just want to get down to something smaller than what you already have. So it's quite literally inside of you. Um, it already knows what to eat. It already knows how much to move. It knows everything about how to release its weight. 
The problem is you're just not listening. Get out of the way. That's right. Yeah, it's kind of like Michelangelo, you know, the David, the statue where Michelangelo said, all I did was chip away everything that wasn't. That's exactly, I love that quote. Yeah, That's and it's exactly, exactly it. what we need to do with our bodies. And you know right. what? It's not just a physical thing either. Mm-hmm. Most times it's a men- mental thing as well. It is. It, it, yeah. In fact, that's something I mentioned in my book is the difference between ideal weight consciousness and overweight consciousness. Nothing has to do with your size. It's the way that you're thinking. And each one has its own look, sort of challenges. Like I mentioned, when I thought I was overweight, then all of a sudden I was binge eating and, and overeating, something exactly. I never did before. Exactly. Well, tell us a little bit about your book, Michelle. Yeah, my book just came out in January in a Kindle and, um, and the Nook, and the paperback comes out later this month. Um, but it's called The Weight Loss Shift, Be More, Way Less. And the entire book is about how to be someone who's naturally um, in their ideal body. And there's like one small section on what to do. And those doing things are like meditation. And there's some some good chunks of things to do. But the bulk of the book is who you need to become first. Love it. I'm sitting here in silence, smiling, looking out my window at the snow, just being reminded of Tom Watson when he built IBM. And I don't know if you know this story or not, but it just so ties into what you're talking about where he was asked, how did you build IBM? And he said, from the very first decision that I had to make of, you know, what kind of letterhead, what kind of whatever, Mm -hmm. I envisioned it as if that decision were being made by who I wanted to be, which Mm -hmm. was this billion-dollar company. And that's exactly what you're saying is make decisions from who you, what body you want to have. And so when we look at, okay, everything we're eating today or everything we're exercising or not exercising today is building the body we choose tomorrow. Right. And a lot of times people have a perception when I ask them, um, you know, they say, should I eat this? Should I move this much? I say, what would you do if you were in your ideal body? Um, And if you didn't think, most people would say, oh, then I would just eat chocolate all day. No, you wouldn't. But you wouldn't. And when I ask people the question and they sit there and answer me honestly, they say, if I was in my ideal body, I would want salad. I would want to run every day. I, and they have a perception in their mind of being really, really healthy. And they have that being the end result in their own mind, in their ideal bodies. But then in the moment, they allow it. Yeah, they allow the other to sneak in and be like, well, I would just eat cake all day. No, you wouldn't. No, and you I'd wouldn't. And I always challenge people and the when thing they is, say that. Yeah, because you'd feel like crap after you did it. You would not, but it's a fear, and it's it's one that you have to recognize. You have to say, if I believe, if I was actually free, if I let go of dieting rules, that I would eat cake all day, I'm never going to let them go. But that's not even a true belief, right? Because if you think about it, you're not going to eat cake all day every day. You're reminding <laughs> me of another story, Michelle. When my daughter was about eight or nine, I was going to work one day, and I was in the real estate business, and I needed to drive. You're in California. I needed to drive to Tehachapi. Mm-hmm. to look at a property up, up by all the windmills. Right. And she begged, and finally I relented and said, oh, just play hooky and come with me for the day. Yeah. So she came with me, and I told her, this is your day. Anything you want. And we were vegan at the time. And she said, anything? And I said, all day long, whatever you want. It's your day. So, of course, we stopped at a candy shop, and then we went to a bakery, and then we went to, and (laughs) she kept saying, Mama, can I? And I said, it's your day. You're wise. Make decisions that will matter for you. Well, lo and behold, she ate more junk food that day than she had ever eaten and spent the night throwing up. Oh, no. (laughs) And she, to this day, she's now in her 30s, she'll say to me, do you remember that day in Tachibi? I learned the most valuable lesson. My body didn't want chocolate cake. I, my tongue might have, or I might have thought that, 
ooh, it's a treat, I can cheat, nobody's watching, I'm allowed to, you know, that type thing, but it's not really what I wanted. And she's now thin and beautiful and has never had that as an issue, and, and she still goes back to that one day of being allowed to have what she wanted and what her body's reaction to it was. It's tr- and that's that you build a huge amount of trust in herself because what she did was went against her body, it didn't work. Yep. And, <laughs> and it's like, okay. Guys, oh, I can actually trust this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we all know that when we eat healthy, we feel better. It's just, we, we, we know that. We do. And actually, most of my clients eat really healthy. Um, and that's actually not where they get hung up. But if they, because they're eating so healthy from a place of lack, from a place of fear, they don't. They rob themselves of that understanding that they actually do eat that healthy food because they want to. Exactly, because they love themselves. Yeah, and you and deserve high-quality food. You got it. Well, Michelle, I'm so grateful for the insights that you've shared with all of our listeners today. Let me ask you this. If you were to summarize your greatest wisdom, this might have something to do with food. It might not. Just talk to me about your greatest wisdom. What have you learned that you'd want to pass on to others right here, right now? I would say it goes back to that that level of present moment awareness and just understanding that I've had so much happen even the last, I would say, five, six years of my life that and every single lesson I've received in the last five or six years has all been around the same thing, which is you, there's nothing that you need other than what you have in this moment. In other words, you don't need stuff. You don't need things. Um, you cause, Because even when everything's taken away from you, and it has been for me, um, I still had love. I still had my family. I still had my friends. I still had the things that really matter. And at the end of the day, not having the perfect body or having a little bit of fat or having a lot of fat, I mean, all of that, none of it matters because when everything's taken away from you, all you have left is the stuff that's really important. Awesome. 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 Well, with everything you've already done, I know you're still young, but What's next? If you had just one more thing that you could experience or accomplish in your lifetime, what would it be, Michelle? I, you know, I think that it definitely relates to my business. I mean, I just see a lot of shift and transformation that I want to see in the world around this weight topic. And I would love to see, right now, I think it's about 90 or more percent of women don't love their bodies. And I would love to see why I'm alive on this planet. I would love to see that change to be 90% of women love their bodies. I think that would be the coolest thing to see in my life. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. I love it completely. Well, terrific. Thank you again for being with us. Is there anything else you'd care to share in closing? I just really appreciate being here and everyone who listens and and for you. And I'm just honored. Thank you so much. We're honored to have you here. It's a great topic. And it's certainly one that most people, if not all people, can identify with. So thank you again for being with us. We so appreciate you sharing your brilliance with us. And I know that I'm going to carry with me the rest of the day. You have all you need. Nothing that you need other than what you have. I mean, that's pretty powerful stuff. It's pretty simple stuff. So thank you, Michelle, for sharing all of this with us. Again, to our listeners, you can find out more about today's luminary by going to inspiremetoday.com. Just put in Michelle Hasty, H-A-S-T-I-E, and there you will find her brilliance, her profile, her bio, how you can hire her as a coach, the information where you can buy her book. So we'll put everything there that you can be in contact with Michelle. So again, Michelle, thanks for joining us. And to our listeners, thank you for spending part of your day with us. Come on back again next week. 
we'll bring you inspiration from another incredible luminary. And until then, remember, it's only when you have the courage to step off the ledge that you'll realize you've had wings all along. We're here for you. We love you. We'll see you again tomorrow. And thanks again for stopping by. Your dream, it's your sky.